0: Hello, my name is Hal Levin, and you are listening to Little Dragon's Journey. Before I get into the red envelope story, I'd like to share a quick update. Saturday, February twentieth, was our official last day of quarantine. So yesterday, we traveled to Kaohsiung Veterans General Hospital to take our hopefully final COVID test. Around one twenty p.m., I stepped foot out of my room, masked, and with a few other essentials in hand. The feeling of leaving. My hotel room, the room I've lived in for over four, I guess not over, for two weeks, was so weird. Technically, I could have left my room at any point during quarantine. Of course, since I didn't want to be fined thousands of dollars or bring harm to anyone around me, I stayed put. So it felt weird finally being able to walk outside, to walk into the world <laughs> outside my hotel room. I took the elevator downstairs, emerged into the lobby, and was greeted by Spring. She's always there, <laughs> as well as a few others who had already made their way downstairs. Spring had arranged for five tots. Taxis to drive us over, since there are only nine of us and five taxis, one of us was going to be alone, and that lonely soul was fortunately or unfortunately, I'm not really sure which one was me on the way to the hospital. I decided just to soak in everything. I watched mopeds was on by or I wouldn't really quite call them motorcycles, so I think mopeds is the word I should use, but there are a lot in Taiwan. I read restaurant signs and road signs. I even encountered a furniture exhibition. Pretty unique. At one point, I saw buildings that appeared to be part of a school, and to my surprise, the campus I was gazing at was Wen's house. The sign I had seen many times on the internet quickly came into view and then disappeared. It was... pretty amazing. That 15-20 minute drive to the hospital was honestly so satisfying. Upon arrival, I met up with Harold, Eric, and Andy, and we waited for the rest outside in an area set aside for people Emerging from quarantine. So we never actually we never actually walked into the hospital. Slowly but surely, all nine of us, plus Andy, were back together. Although our test was scheduled for about two two PM, we didn't actually get tested until three. So we were waiting for quite a while. But we were honestly just so happy to be together and be able to talk in person, since that's something we hadn't been able to do for two weeks. Just because it feels kind of important, let me describe how we looked in that moment. Kira was wearing a shirt with different types of sushi on it, which was quite the conversation piece. Eric and MJ looked like twins with their black shirts, blue jeans, silver rings and fanny packs. Augusta was wearing a fancy-looking black shirt with what best can be described as tulle pleats and slightly poofy sleeves. Very beautiful. Fiona was sporting a classic jean jacket, as well as her real camera, and by real camera I mean one of those cameras with a, like a scoping lens and Heightened capabilities beyond that of your standard phone camera. I feel like in our conversations we had while waiting to take our test, our COVID test, there was less commentary on Pierce's, Jason's, and Harold's attire, but all three looked very good and um, seemed to be doing well. I was... I was wearing um, a Patagonia shirt I had bought off eBay like two or three years ago, as well as a gray tennis skirt and my favorite pair of Keens, as well as one of my favorite headbands that my sister gave me a year or two ago, something like that. Yeah, I was also wearing a purple sweater, because even though it's not very cold, I still oddly get cold very easily. So when the time came to actually test, a pretty small, short nurse began calling out our names. Since she had some difficulty reading our names, our English names, that is, we we helped her out. In learning Chinese, I've realized that reading Chinese names is actually pretty hard, especially with limited exposure to a wide variety of Chinese names. I guess it might be the same for English language learners. I guess the one nice thing is that since we have an alphabet, you can kind of sound it out. But with Chinese characters, although sometimes there are components that can help you sound out a character, it's not the same as if you had an alphabet where you could use, um, use the letters to, to sound out a word. Anyway, all nine of us, plus Andy, lined up to be tested. I was number three, and honestly, I was really happy just to be uh, to get it over with, to be at the front. The COVID test we took was a nasal swab test Uh, In America, we had taken two um, saliva tests, and the first one that we had to take, since we took three in America, um, was either nasal or saliva. It just depended on what was available in each person's area. So when we took our test, we entered this small shack and sat on a folding chair in front of a kind of rusty metal desk. Uh... Male nurse swabbed one nostril kind of lightly, and then the other with much more vigor. I wouldn't say it hurt that much, but my eyes started watering quite excessively upon the conclusion of the test. Pretty soon after, I hopped back in the taxi and headed back to the hotel to stay for one more night, since I was the first person back. I just headed back upstairs to my room, since yeah, I was the first person back. (laughs) If we received our results on the same day we took our COVID test, we would have been able to leave the hotel that day if our results were negative, of course. However, since we took our test too late in the afternoon, our tests weren't processed yesterday. Our tests were processed today and our results weren't available until early in the afternoon. They were supposed to be out at 7 p.m., but yeah. But oh, but my host mom, she actually works at the hospital where we took our COVID tests, so she was able to get our results early, early, earlier. At least that's what I've been told. If you're curious about the whole quarantine process in Taiwan, I'll take a quick moment to explain. When arriving in Taiwan after quarantine for quarantining for 2 weeks, you're required to take a COVID test and complete a week of self-health self-health management, which pretty much means although you are not required to close yourself off in a room for another week, you must continue to monitor your body temperature and overall condition, as well as wear a mask and avoid public places or avoid areas where there's lots of people, especially indoor facilities. So pretty much self-health management the week after quarantine means freedom with some limitations. I've been told that apparently if you want to go to Hong Kong, you have to quarantine for 21 days for three weeks. I honestly don't think I would be able to do that. It's just a whole month. I mean, two weeks was was not easy but I mean adding on a whole nother week is that's pretty hard anyway during your quarantine you are required to report your body temperature every morning to uh, the cdc as well as respond to a or text from the cdc to indicate that you're feeling well um by saying like you just text them 1 2 or 3 one being like I've only ever texted one which means that like I'm doing well I have no symptoms so I'm not I don't remember what 2 and 3 are but pretty much you you should text one After quarantine you are still required to monitor yourself for symptoms as well as take your temperature every morning and evening So after this a bit longer than quick update Sorry about that. (laughs) Now for the red envelope story. So during quarantine, Andy, our residential director who helps us in so many ways, gave us an assignment to create a video and share said video with him, our Nisley cohort and potentially the wider host community. We could choose to make our video alone or with a group and we were also free to choose the topic for our video. In total, five videos were produced and shared. Jason sang and played his guitar. Kira produced a how-to video on watercoloring on watercoloring a beautiful ray of flowers. Harold, MJ, and Fiona shared a video comparing Taiwanese culture with their cultures. Pierce, Eric, and Augusta created a three-part exercise routine. And I compared a Lunar New Year's tradition with One of my family's own. So here's the story, the story I shared in Chinese. On most of the big holidays in the United States, Grandma M, my mom's mom, my wife, Paul, gives every grandchild a card with a sweet message, a few fun stickers, and a little bit of money inside. To top it off, each card is carefully placed in a colorful envelope with our name on it, and sometimes her characteristic smiley face. Since I was leaving America before Valentine's Day, which was on the 14th of February this year, Grandma M dropped off my card, and the moment I received it, since my card was in a bright o- red envelope, I immediately thought of red envelopes. But not just any form of red envelopes. Those that are gifted around the Lunar New Year in China and Taiwan and other Asian countries were the ones I was thinking of. So during the Lunar New Year, friends, family members, and colleagues will gift each other red envelopes with money inside. Red envelopes may also be gifted during other special occasions as a generous gesture for good luck, and maybe even to ward off evil spirits. Grandma M's tradition of sending every grandchild a card during most of the major American holidays isn't shared by all the the grandmas, or most of the other grandmas in the United States. So, I guess you could say that this is just one of my family's unique traditions. Although we may speak different languages, have different lifestyles, and come from different cultures, we are all human beings who need love and support, and sometimes we have similar ways of expressing that love and support for other people. If you're interested in listening to the original video I made, please see the video embedded in the transcript of this episode. The video is completely in Chinese, and there aren't subtitles, since it was a quick little project I created. Um, But the story I shared in Chinese is pretty much the same as the one I just shared above. Yeah, so I hope you enjoyed that story. (laughs) Please visit holnlevin.wixsite.com slash littledragonjourney to access the transcript of this episode. And know you're always welcome to contact me through my website, email, or social media. Thank you for joining Little Dragon's Journey. Bye-bye.